You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I am Glenn the Geek, coming to you from the horse capital of the United States, Ocala, Florida. Okay, I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma, home of OU. Uh, you're <laughs> listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network. Yours is cooler. For, uh, for Friday, March 17th, episode 3140, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World, and happy St. Patrick's Day. Well, raise your green beer for an Irish toast. Dance as if no one were watching, sing as if no one were listening, and live every day as if it were your last. The Irish have the best toasts. (laughs) So, happy St. Patty's Day, everybody. You going to be drinking some green beer today? Man, you don't want to do tonight. What? I'm pretty excited. So, I bought me some concert tickets. To, and I'm going to a concert tonight. And I bought them to the for, Irish dancers. No, no uh, I bought them for a very non-Irish concert. I bought the <laughs> tickets for my husband and I, and then a couple mutual friend of ours. And um, the couple ends up canceling, and then Chad got called on a trip. So, so I yourself? have four tickets to a concert by myself. You have plenty and, of room to stretch out. <laughs> yeah. So I randomly invited like a three women, and so the four of us women. I was like, who do I know? Who do I know? Who do I know? Oh, I know these people. So I called some people and we're all going to Blake Shelton in Oklahoma City tonight. Uh, doesn't Blake live there? Is yeah, he a... lives in Oklahoma. Yeah, it's like his hometown concert. So it's going to be a lot Pack of... Pack that place. St. Patrick's Day, yeah. Mm. And You're not going to see moms... any of the Oklahoma rednecks coming out tonight, are you? Oh, man, it's going to be bad. <laughs> One of the moms was like, so what should we do to get ready for the concert? Should we go get spray tans? And I was like... What? Yeah, I don't. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't have time. I don't have. No, you know get what? your Daisy thinking. Dukes out. So what you need to do? Get ready for that concert. <laughs> my tall cowboy boots. My Daisy Dukes. Put on some glitter. You know, get the spray tan. All those things. Um, I said. I said. Um, I. I don't. I. I just don't have time to do that right now. I'm just gonna go as white. You know, <laughs> paste. So uh, all that, and then I realized yesterday I was out in the pouring rain all day. Is that a thing, day. by the way, to get spray tans before you go to a concert? Well, I got a spray tan before I did the red carpet stuff because I'm not going to well, LA. That's different. You're in pasty. lights and everything. This is a dark concert. <clears throat> Listen, you got to do whatever you got to do to make yourself feel <laughs> like you need to be there. Okay, got so. it. Yeah, I did not participate, but I was so grateful yesterday as I'm like, it's pouring down rain. I had to fill up my gas tank. I was completely out of gas and I'm standing there. I'm getting pelted with sideways rain, even though there's a cover over the stupid 7-Eleven gas station. I'm just getting obliterated with rain. And all I was thinking was like, oh, thank God I didn't get a spray tan today because that would run down your face because you can't get wet for like 24 hours. I was like, oh, God, thank God I didn't get a spray tan. Um, So anyway... <clears throat> Love you, Randa. Uh, yeah, so um, that didn't happen. So anyway, that's what I'm doing tonight. I'm sure that Blake will have green beer provided, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure that'll be, it'll be perfect. Well, that does sound like fun, though. You and, you know, 
seventy thousand of your watch out redneck Oklahoma friends City. in Oklahoma. Here we come. <laughs> Do you know there's still a local racetrack here that does sprint car racing? You know those little tiny cars that sound like bees. Um, and <laughs> they do sound like they bees. do sound like bees, and it's fun. We go over there every once in a while, and they still do this. Oh, this shows you how redneck some of Florida is. They still do this. If you come, if your girl come in your Daisy Dukes, you get in free. Shut up! Are you serious? <laughs> I'm serious. Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> Well, many of you have seen the Sergeant Reckless statue at the World Equestrian Center. I know I've been over with uh, some of our listeners here recently, and I was amazed at how many didn't know who Sergeant Reckless was. And I was That's like, a crime. we talk about it on our show, and then I looked it up. It's been seven years since we talked about it on our show. So I'm gonna we're gonna replay today the interview that we did with Robin Hutton, who wrote the book. He, she was the author of Sergeant Reckless America's Warhorse. And she was also one of the people that was involved in getting the statue started with your friend who yeah, did the, the statue. <laughs> yeah, so the monument of of uh, was the first, I think the first monument that Jocelyn had done. Jocelyn Russell did the Secretariat monument. A couple of them now. And uh, she also was the one who did the the uh, Sergeant Reckless. So if you don't know the story of Sergeant Reckless, I mean, geez, Louise, you got to get that book. It's it's one of the coolest, one of the most amazing, amazing stories that there is, I think, in in the animal slash war category. All it is a horse story. It's just a great horse story. So and definitely, tissue alert. You will need them. It is a. It is also really? yeah. It's also so a horse I wasn't story. on this interview. You did this with Doctor Wendy, Wendy yeah. when I wasn't even there. So I'm going to listen to it too. <laughs> yeah, she was fascinating. She also gives us some of the behind the scenes of writing the book, which was interesting too. So I think you're all going to enjoy this. I know some of you have heard it before, but it was seven years ago, so you can listen again. Uh, uh, also, we, we forget it. You'll forget it. Yeah, exactly. I was listening to it. And I was like, wow, I forgot that. Uh, ran, well, plus, we have some random horse talk and some really bad ads later on and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Before we get to Daily Winnie's, though, you missed a story on Wednesday in Weird News. So uh -oh. a group of seven hikers went on an expedition in the remote mountains of Western uh, of the Western Cape. This is in South Africa. So they're high up in the mountains, they're doing some rappelling, they're doing some mountain climbing, they're doing some hiking. And these are true adventure dudes. I mean, this is pretty rough country. And apparently the excursion was going well until the second day when they stopped for lunch. And they noticed above them on the cliff was a troop of Cape baboons. Now, Cape baboons are known to have an attitude, and they're also some of the world's biggest monkeys. They weigh up to 80 pounds and measure four feet tall. Those things are... They're awesome, but they're pretty darn scary. <laughs> well, apparently there was a pack of them, or whatever you call a pack of monkeys, uh, and they were agitated that the uh, that the humans were there below them. Well, a couple of the humans then decided to rappel down a waterfall, as you do in South Africa, when a massive 132-pound boulder, apparently dislodged by the baboons, struck the ledge above the five remaining hikers, splintered, exploded on impact, and sent razor-sharp rocks flying into the hikers like shrapnel. Oh, 
Breaking. It's, by the way, um, called a troop of baboons. Okay, thank you. So the mm-hmm. troop was pissed and threw this great big 132-pound oh, boulder. they threw it? <laughs> well, they think they did. Uh, this is why they think they did. So it came down and it broke and splintered and went through these five hikers. Three of them had broken legs. Uh, others had flesh wounds. Uh, the fifth hiker was nearly knocked over a ledge by, by the stone and was halted mid-fall by a safety harness. So uh, they weren't done. Then the monkeys continued to rain stones down on the hikers, like something out of like a medieval siege or something, and kept throwing stones at them. They were picked. Have you, you've seen Plane of the Apes. I mean, you know, that's what's how it started. So look out because the apes are coming. It took helicopters to get these guys off the mountain because they were so injured. Now, they're all going to be okay, but I mean, my God, Revenge of the Monkeys. They're primates, by the way, okay. so you know. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned a lot about baboons while you've been talking. <laughs> are they the ones from the Planet of the Apes, or were they, in fact, apes? I don't remember, but uh, look out. They're coming for us. Oh, my gosh. That's terrifying. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, if you are hiking in South Africa in the mountains, something's coming for something's you. Something's going to get you. <laughs> a human, primate, bees, I don't know, whatever it is, something's going to get you. I only have one other birthday this weekend, and that's Michelle Atkins. Happy birthday to you. Well, I would like to give a daily winning. You guys, there's a lot of struggle happening in the veterinary community with with uh, lots of things. And um, I, I just want you all to reach out and let your vet know that you appreciate them. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to high suicide rates and just people not wanting to I do mean, the I job. Know it's, I know it's Friday. We try and be positive, but there were two suicides this week with a uh, large uh, horse vets. Yeah, it's 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 awful. And small animal, it's rampant in that too. And I I don't. I mean, I don't understand any, any of that anyway. But I would like to give a daily winnie to my awesome vet, Doctor White. Uh, she has been with me through a bunch of stuff this year, so much so that when she she's helped me uh, put down, you know, pink and, and another horse at Salvo and, and all these things. And she's just been very quick to take care of me, like to the point where I can just trust her to handle my business, you know. And, and so I do. I sent her like an Amazon gift pack that I created on Amazon. Like just, I just send her things. I'm like, I love you. Anyway, she helped me a lot yesterday. She's been working with me with Jack, my new old horse. And, um, for those who don't remember, he would, I took him in to get his teeth loaded. He's real skinny. He's a mess. You know, I take him in and he has one tooth that is like grown down into his lower jaw. Okay, so there's no it's tooth. It's like two inches long. It's crazy to think. It's, yeah, it's two inches past where all the other teeth are. How has this horse been able to eat? So we took head x-rays and did all this stuff uh, and uh, checked it out. And he's going to need, uh, we're like, she's like, I'll consult with the surgeon and see if it needs to be removed or anything like that. 
And the surgeon said he would aggressively float that tooth every 45 days. And she's like, I'm just, she's just not super comfortable with that. But apparently in the end, if it doesn't work, then they're going to pull the tooth anyway. But it's like a really, it's a huge tooth and it's way up into his sinus cavity. So they don't want to extract it if they don't have to. Blah, 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 long story short. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. There's a lot that could go wrong. So we're dealing with this and her aggressively floating a tooth. She's like, I don't do this. She's like, this is like, (laughs) this is not practicing medicine that I know it. And so she was telling me this joke and uh, she said, uh, do you know the difference between God and a surgeon? And I said, I, I, I don't. What's the difference between God and a surgeon? She said, God doesn't think he's a surgeon. <laughs> I know. So she's like, that's, she's like, yeah, just, he's like, I'm supposed to just keep floating it. It's just like, oh God. Yeah. I said, it's, it's really tough. I had to walk out. I was like, I can't, I can't participate in this. Like, you, like again, once again, handle my business and I'll be back in a little bit. Okay. Thank you very much. Like kind of thing. So um, anyway, Dr. White, you're amazing. And I do appreciate everything. And thanks for being a part of the team here. You know, the Irish have a toast for this, actually. Um, (laughs) May the best day of your past be the worst day of your future. Amen, brother. (laughs) And I would thank our veterinarian, except I'm a horse husband and my wife deals with all of that, and I have no no idea who it is. So there you go. You don't even know who your vet is? I don't know. I wouldn't know who to call. I I ought to get that information from her, shouldn't I? Yeah, you think? (laughs) I know it's written at the barn someplace. Oh, my God. Well. Like, Thank God we haven't here, needed him a lot. So. My husband comes down and visits, like <laughs> because her husband is also a vet, and they like really like each other, except for when he does. He's the repro guy, so oh, unless yeah. he's doing anything back there, Chad walks off. But other than that, he's like, "Hey, Dave!" Yeah, yeah I walk off for those too. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> the man thing. Hey, Live Oak is this weekend. That is the largest combined driving event in the United States. It's the highest level event we have. It's right across from the World Equestrian Center here in Ocala. It's on Chester Weber's small 4,000-acre farm. <laughs> um, small. Uh, yes. Uh, Chester's a billionaire, by the way. So uh, this is a very large property. And You'll know it once you go to watch. So Live Oak, what's happening is today will be the second day of dressage. We're driven dressage. And then tomorrow is the marathon, which is absolutely the most fun to watch. Also, the Clydesdales are there this weekend, so you get to see them. And they have a major, like, two or three or four-star jumping competition that happens there as well. So check it all out on – you can watch it live. Just watch it on liveoakinternational.com slash watch dash live. I'll put that link in the show notes. Or just go to liveoakinternational.com and click on the live button. But Saturday will be the marathon day. That's the day you definitely want to watch. It is supposed to rain all weekend, so we might be watching it at home as opposed to in person. (laughs) (laughs) Although it would be pretty fun to watch those guys on their beautiful, well-groomed, immaculately turned out horse that just goes through the mud and just... It's good. And it, it'll be interesting because it's supposed to rain inches this weekend. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. But uh, Live Oak International, it is it is a lot of fun if you've never seen it before. Also, speaking of events, a big one is coming up. It's only 500 days till the next Olympics. It'll be held July 27th through August 6th. And that's at the Palace of Versailles. And that's in 2024. So we're only 500 days away from the uh, equestrian events. 
And right now is what what's happening is everybody all the teams of the countries are trying to qualify for dressage, eventing, and jumping. Uh, we have the United States has qualified in dressage and eventing, and we have not qualified in jumping yet. So we're gonna be we're gonna be doing a lot of things team wise to try and qualify in jumping before the Olympics. But uh, <clears throat> and of course France will, will get in all three automatically because they're the host country. And then the next time, I think in twenty twenty eight, it's the one in L A. Right? I don't. It is. I'm pretty yeah, sure okay. 2028 is the one in LA, which we need to get press passes for <laughs> and go to that. But yeah, I mean, I, although maybe we should go to France. The Palace of Versailles sounds fun. Um, I mean, there's some pretty more glamorous places than Los Angeles. Well, that is true. <laughs> that, is so t- that is very true. <laughs> so that's uh, that is coming up as well. I'd like to thank Kentucky Performance Products for being our longest sponsor. And um, I've got to tell you guys a story. And for those of you that this is going to really, I think, make a difference for some of you. So, you know, anytime the horses are getting treated for EPM, you want to give them water soluble vitamin E and KPP sells that um, through their vet line. But they also have Elevate, which is natural vitamin E, which is uh, just a, a powder that you put into their feed that has no taste. They all eat it. There's no problem. No smell, no nothing. So anyway, um, I, I started reading about some of the symptoms of low vitamin E and the vitamin E comes from fresh grass and things like that. Well, the vitamin E lack of it, as I've noticed in my day to day is If they don't have enough vitamin E, they can become fairly reactive. I don't know the science. I'm not a scientist. I'm not doing a science commercial. I'm talking about a supplement here. Um, So Ace, my off-the-track thoroughbred, all summer he was awesome. And then this fall, when the grass died at the same time, he became fairly spooky. I was like, this is weird. You're not spooky. Hmm. Let me put him on vitamin E. Oh my God, he's back to normal. Okay. Totally back to normal. And a second horse, um, Red, who came from New Jersey up in the hills, they had rocky pastures. They were very clear, like we had to keep four shoes on them with pads because it's so many rocks and there's not a lot of grass. He came and he was very spooky um, at certain things. And so much so that it was difficult to ride him. Well, I started him on the elevate the liquid because the difference in the liquid and the powder is the liquid works very quickly. The uh, levels with the powder take a little longer. So what I've been doing is using the liquid one and then transitioning over once I see some difference to the powder. And that horse now has a 14 year old girl that rode him in 40 mile an hour wind yesterday and didn't even look twice. Okay. So then I'm stupid, right? And I've talked about my the spookiest Andalusian in the history of the world. Well, putting it all together, in the summertime, he's muzzled. So he doesn't really get hardly any fresh grass. He's fat as a house, so he doesn't get a whole <laughs> lot of grain. And he's the spookiest horse on the planet. Guess what I did? I started him on Elevate, the, the water-soluble one, the liquid one. It's two cc's. It's a tiny bottle, but it's two cc's. And then now I've transitioned him over the powder. 
oh my God, what an idiot I am. He's like totally better. So anyway, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I'm just noticing things that, and I remember in Arizona, one of the local barns said they had to put all their horses on vitamin E because of behavioral issues that made them go do do some blood tests. And they all had like low E because it's Arizona in the desert and horses shouldn't live there, Um, but they do. So at any rate, just keep that in your back pocket as something in your brain of like, you know, how much E does my horse actually have? Because it can lead to other, I find horses that are really touchy on their skin, like little hypers, like uncomfortable. That can be in my experience, a low E issue, the spookiness and the like just a high level of like sensitivity, snortiness, all of that. Just keep that in mind. Keep that in your back pocket. Go to kppusa.com to check out all these supplements. They're not crazy expensive at all. Like this is something that could make your life better. It's worth a shot. kppusa.com. And Karen, who owns KPP, has an Irish toast for you. (laughs) For each pedal on the shamrock, this brings a wish your way. Good health, good luck, and happiness for today. And every day. I really expected to hear her sing something. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't think that far ahead. Here's another one that I really like. May you be in heaven a full half hour before the devil knows you're dead. Oh, that's actually pretty deep. <laughs> like that stopped me in my tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Made you think about that one, didn't it? <laughs> well, let's uh, get to our guest for today. Now, this is one that we, Wendy and I did oh, in 2015, uh, and it was with Robin Hutton, who is the author of the Sergeant Reckless book, and she was also one of the ones to help get a, get the statue built that originally, I think it was in Virginia, and now there's one at the World Equestrian Center. You see it as you walk in, and I'll post a picture of it in our show notes as well. So let's take a listen. This is is Robin Hutton talking about Sergeant Reckless, and you all should know this story. Well, Wendy, we were heading back from vacation on Saturday. Funny story about this. And we we subscribed to Audible, and we love books on tape. And we said, ah, oh, let's look for a book. And I said, well, there's that Sergeant Reckless book that came out. And I really want to – I was fascinated by that. So we looked it up, and it was on Audible. It's written by Robin Hutton. So we listened to it the whole way home. And it was a great, terrific book. A lot of research done to this book, and I didn't know a lot about the author. And you learn a lot about Robin in this book, and and what happened, uh, what happened before and after the war, and the whole thing. It was really a good book. It made the trip home go so much quicker. And then I got home, and ironically, I had this email the same day from Angela from Horse Girl TV, our friend Angela, and she mm-hmm. wrote and said, "You've got to have this person on your show." She wrote the book, Sergeant Reckless. So Angela was emailing us the same time we were listening to it in the drive. That's so funny. It's fate. I was fate. And I said, well, then I definitely have to have Robin on. So we do. We have Robin with us today. She is the author of this book and an unbelievable advocate for this horse. Robin, good morning, and thank you so much for joining us. Well, good morning to the both of you, and I'm sure happy you uh, enjoyed the book. And Angela is just a delight. And uh, I had a lot of fun with her last week when I was back at Camp Lejeune. And uh, 
So thank you so much. I hear the audio book is wonderful. I have not had a chance to listen to it, actually. Uh, But I hear Susan Boyce does a beautiful job. She does. And, you know, audible books are really dependent upon the person who does the reading. Yes. And you, yes, if you have a terrible told. reader, they're not going to like the book. It's just the way oh it goes. God. You know, and I. Yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah, I know. You write this great book and have an awful reader, it'd be terrible. And, you know, this was a book that really the, the reader was important in the Audible one because it's written with, you wrote it with such emotion. And it is an emotional oh, story you. and an emotional book. It and is. she really conveyed that. So you can give her oh, uh, compliments from us. And I've stopped books I before. Sure so, uh, you know, good job. But now oh, you, great. I got to congratulate you and I want to thank you. Oh, thank you. And, you know, we have uh, many members of our family that are in the military. Um, right. my, my co-host, Jamie, who's, who's off today and Wendy's kind enough to fill in. Her husband is a fighter pilot. So, you know, for you oh, wow. and my dad was, Marine and Marine during the Korean War. So uh, this book meant a lot for you. Yes, it really did. And I wish he was still alive because I wanted to ask him about the horse. He never mentioned (laughs) it. Now I want to ask him about it. I know. You you uh, you wrote it in such a way that really told the story from the beginning to the to to this horse died and then after to your efforts to have the statue built and everything that went into that all of your hard work and thank you for for doing that hard work and for really you know making this horse a, a place in history where it should be. Oh well, thank you for that, Glenn. You know it has been an honor and a privilege to. Uh, have this horse be such a part of my life over the last nine years, and I just thank God every day for it, I swear. Um, the people that I have met along the way that shared with me their stories and their pictures and everything, it has just been an incredible ride, and no pun intended, but it has just been amazing. <laughs> and, um, you well, know, she is just this incredible little horse, and, you know, she's as real to me as if she'd be grazing in my backyard. Well, Robin, <laughs> if you don't mind, if, if you don't mind, I would love to play the audio from your book trailer. Um, because oh, I think I, it, I think it tells the story better than you and I could in those voices. And oh my! Are the voices we hearing in here? Are they actual Korean veterans? In this, I I don't know because I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> oh, really? From the book trailer? Okay. Yeah. Well, let's take a listen. Yeah. All right, let's take a listen. Wonderful. This is the true story of oh, Reckless, yeah. a small Mongolian mare that became the greatest war hero horse in American history. How great? In the 1990s, Life magazine published a collector's edition of America's 100 greatest heroes. Included among such colossal giants as Washington, Lincoln, Jefferson, was a horse. Believe it or not, Reckless was named as one of America's 100 all-time greatest heroes. Named for the 5th Marines Recoilless Rifle Company, also known as Reckless Rifles, this five-year-old mare was purchased at a Korean racetrack for $250 to help transport ammunition for the company. The Marines trained her to step over communication lines, get down when there was incoming fire, and to ignore the sounds of battle. During the fight to retake Outpost Vegas in 1953, she made 51 trips on her own to the firing sites. She carried over 9,000 pounds of ammunition 
and walked over 35 miles through open rice paddies and up steep hills through artillery that was exploding at the rate of 500 rounds per minute. During one of these trips, Reckless shielded four Marines who were moving up to the front line, and she was wounded twice during the battle. But that didn't stop her. After the war, the Marines brought her to Camp Pendleton, where she was fed and maintained by the Marine Corps in lieu of retirement pay, according to official Marine Corps documents. Reckless was promoted twice at Camp Pendleton, first to sergeant, and then in 1959 to staff sergeant. Her last promotion ceremony included a 19-gun salute for the Marine Corps Commandant who presided over the ceremony, General Randolph Paint. In her honor, there was also a parade of 1,700 troops from her old outfit, the 5th Marines. She died in May 1968. You know, that uh, that really gives me goosebumps because after listening to the book, you know, and hearing that and hearing those guys talk, it really does give me goosebumps. You, it gives yes, you goosebumps. I mean, I'm crying. <laughs> I know. You do. And I'll tell you who that is. I thought I didn't know that you were playing that when you said the trailer for the book. That that voice is Tom Laughlin from the Billy Jack movies. Do you guys remember Billy Jack oh, back yes, in the 70s? Yes, yes, it was the yes. iconic. Yep, that's. That was Tom, who I worked with for 35 years until he passed away in December of 2013. But, yep, he loved this horse and this story. And he, um, I, I made that video back when nobody knew about her. And I was trying to get the world to know about her. And um, he did just a great job on that. And I love that. I love that video. It makes me cry every time I hear it. <laughs> me too. I actually stumbled across it one time when I was doing some research for the driving radio show. And I said, oh, uh-huh. my God, Glenn, we have to get Robin on. This is incredible. Oh, my God. So yeah. I'm glad we're yeah. finally it's talking great, to you. you know. Me too. It's just a great story. You can't beat the story. And to me, it's the greatest horror story mm-hmm. I had ever heard. And actually, I had never heard about, you know, and I'm like, why? How did she vanish from the pages of history? And um, Yeah, because she was hugely popular in the 50s. I mean, she was hugely popular. Uh, As famous as Lassie and Rin Tin Tin back in her day, and yet she, she vanished. Well, you know, too, and I think what struck home to everybody and what struck home to us, because we're all horse people, right, that are listening to this, uh, is we right. can't teach our horses. We, we could not teach our horses to by <laughs> themselves do a round trip that yeah. was a really far long away in fire. And, and yeah. I am sure that the North Koreans and the Chinese had this horse targeted. They wanted this horse dead. Um, well, you know, it's. Yeah, you know, they became her herd. The Marines became her herd. She was the only animal in camp, and so she needed a herd, you know, because that's what horses are, herd animals. And so she would follow them anywhere, and uh, they always took such great care of her, and they loved her, and she loved them. And I like to say she wasn't a horse, she was a Marine, because she became really one of them, sleeping in their tents at night and drinking beer with them and eating in the mess tent with the coffee and the eggs and everything. And so it was hard to find um, really where um, the horse uh, stopped and the Marine began because she became so close with them. And so she would follow them anywhere. She knew what what her job was. She was an incredibly smart horse. And she knew what her job was, and she did it loyally and faithfully without ever hesitating. 
Shit. You know, when you get a really good mayor, that that's what what they are. They yeah. love you and they want to take care of you and they're incredible. And in the video too, yeah. you can see how when she's doing her job, when there's all this fire around and she's climbing up a mountain yeah. with all this weight on her, her little ears are forward and she just is chugging along by herself. Yeah. Oh, I know it. Harold Wadley, Sergeant Harold Wadley, who saw her during out the Battle of Outpost Vegas, her most heroic battle, he said that he saw her struggling in the flare light. He said there was so much incoming and outgoing firepower, they couldn't mark it. It was, it was just a blur on the screen. And he said they would collide midair, causing these aerial bursts that looked like the 4th of July, raining down on the troops. And he saw her struggling to get up that hill in that flare light. And he said it's an image that has been imprinted on his head and his heart forever. He will not forget that. And he also says there must have been an angel riding on her back that day for her to make it back uh, safely. And she was wounded twice. She ended up getting two Purple Hearts, but uh, neither one of the wounds put her out of commission, and neither one of the wounds made her stop or hesitate in any way to complete her mission. Right. You think after she got wounded, she'd be like, I'm not going up that hill again. But she... Yeah. I mean, it's exactly. such a great story. You guys go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can go do this. I don't get paid enough. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. When, I'm when, <laughs> Wendy, I'll tell you what. You would. Wendy's a veterinarian, and Wendy uh-huh. would not have approved of her diet <laughs> in camp. No, I know. no that's not I true. Know. Because I'm all about I'm all about variety in your diet. Well, she got variety: a lot of beer, alcohol, um, eggs, anything humans. <laughs> She ate. That's good. See, they're following a Chinese medicine diet. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And she also loves cherry pie. There's a wonderful story. I don't want. I won't be a spoiler alert. When the cook made the cherry pies, and uh, you know, and she, he put them out to cool, and he came back, and the centers were eaten out of all of them. Oh my god! You know, she just. I know it. I know it. It's crazy what this horse she loved, would eat. She, has, and, she had good taste too. She loved donuts. That was the other one yeah, of the other well, things she that's loved. That's not on a good Chinese measure. <laughs> <laughs> no, and Hershey bars. I guess she would eat uh, a little bit of chocolate to also oh, help with her energy. Joe Latham said. Joe Latham fed her that uh, and everything. <laughs> yeah, you know, they sure been, loved her. And she loved them. It must have been so nice for the for the soldiers to have that uh, that horse down there because it kind of added some relief to them from the horribleness of war. You know, you have this relationship with an animal. Yeah, I agree. She was also, she was like a mascot in that regard, you know, where she, uh, uh, however, she's, you know, she's the only animal to have an official ranking in any branch of the military. She was officially promoted to those, to those rankings and Mm -hmm. everything. Uh, Even though she served, you know, as as a mascot in that in that way of yeah. you know helping the men get over what they were, uh, you know, it was, she added a lot of levity, right. and uh, and that was just a wonderful thing. Maybe even a little bit of back home, you know. Well, right. you know, it was interesting too, and I found interesting because if anybody knows anything about the military, you you, you you they're not really open to new things. <laughs> Let's just put it that way, um, and <laughs> especially from the general on down and this horse had the support of the generals that were in charge of the war over there i mean it it was incredible the amount of support she had all the way to the top Uh, yeah yeah that's absolutely true glenn you know it's really cute when you think about it 
her uh, battlefield promotion in Korea was done um, at the time he wasn't a general, but uh, I think he was a colonel, um, uh, Rand McCall Pate. And he, on April 10th, 1954, promoted her to sergeant in Korea. And they had a big fanfare there. They built a, a stage for her. They, they did it appropriately, as if she was like at Camp Pendleton doing it. And in 1959, when he was commandant, he gave her final promotion to staff sergeant. He went out and she, he had a 19-gun salute in his honor, and uh, 1,700 troops uh, paraded in front of her. Uh, to uh, uh, to show their respect and admiration for her and um, everything. It's an amazing story. It is. I don't want to give away the ending either, what happened after she got back here to Camp Pendleton, or you guys have to pay attention to the trip that she had from <laughs> there to here, because yeah. that's quite a story. But Oh, I didn't yeah. even think about that. Oh, what yeah. A, that, that's, that's, yeah. I'm not going to spoil right? anything. Don't spoil it, Robin. Let them listen yeah, to that, because that I was... And we can all picture that, that happening, being horse people, right? So, uh, yeah, right. You know, you know. Oh my gosh! But then you took and you have done a massive effort, and you know, put a ton of money out of your own pocket, and spent a lot of time trying to get a statue built um, and, yeah. and done. And you did that. You accomplished the goal, and I know it was with a lot of heartache, but. I just have to tell you, it is an unbelievable statue. Jennifer will put it in the show notes and on our Facebook page. It is just incredible. Oh, yes. Uh, Jocelyn Russell out of Friday Harbor, Washington, did a majestic job in capturing Reckless going up to the guns during, uh, it's called an uphill battle. And it's during uh, the Outpost Vegas battle that she was in. And Man, when we had 3,000 people show up for the dedication at the National Museum of the Marine Corps, the Commandant of the Marine Corps, General James Amos, who um, actually writes a foreword for my paperback version of my book, which just came out last week, um, uh, does a magnificent job. But people gasped when the monument was unveiled. It was like she was in full motion going up to the guns. And it um, has been just an incredible labor of love and we're now trying to get one place for her at Camp Pendleton, where she lived out her days and is buried. So she's going to be bi-coastal. And then we also, a couple of weeks ago, got the heads up that the South, uh, there's a province in South Korea that is building a museum, and uh, they want to place one of the monuments for her there, just south of the DMZ, where she fought. Uh, during Outpost Vegas. And so Reckless will be uh, having a place of honor there as well because the South Koreans are very, very proud of the fact that she was uh, a Korean horse that became such a part of American folklore and, uh, you know, the, the Marines' um, history. Well, you, I know you put a lot of work into this. There's still a fundraiser going on, too, right? Because I know, I know yes. that you had to borrow the bag and steel to get the money to build this uh, <laughs> and to get it done. I know. <laughs> so. You know, and it was really interesting. You know, it, you know I, I can still remember sitting in the executive director's um, office five weeks out uh, of the Marine Corps League. This is the Marine Corps League, their executive director. And he's sitting there, and I'm trying to get a donation because I'm saying – you know, Mike, the Marine Corps League needs to be on the plaque because, like, for a $5,000 donation, you get your name on the plaque to be on there forever to be associated with this. And they had just built this monument for Chesty Puller there, and he was still trying to get that paid off. He said, Robin, I can't do it. He says, but tell me, how much do you need? 
And I said, I need $45,000. And he says, and you have five weeks to do it. And I said, and I have five weeks to do it. <laughs> and he looks at me and he says, you've got guts. And I said, Mike, I don't know how it's going to happen. All I know is that I'm going to get that pony to the show and I'm going to make it happen. And sure enough, um, by the grace of God, uh, my mother stepped up and lent me the money, but I had actually was able to pay her back by December 1st because people saw the monument and how beautiful it was and they wanted to be associated with it. And so now uh, we're doing the same for Camp Pendleton. And uh, yes, we are still raising money for that one. And I'm still waiting for final permission from the Secretary of the Navy's office, which should be forthcoming in the next couple of weeks because it's going to be breathtaking where we have her there. So, uh, but it's, it's a lot of, a lot of heartache and stress and worry, but you know, I just knew it was going to happen. I just knew it was going to happen. You should be a staff sergeant in the Marines after all of this. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm a Marine, you know, all of my friends that have, you know, that I've met and gave me, you know, their stories, their family to me now, you know, and, and sadly, they're starting to pass away, and I've lost three of them since I started this this mission nine years ago. Well, and I've made it my mission in life that she's never going to be forgotten again. And so it's it's just been this wonderful, wonderful, joyful now, experience. Now, with the dedication of the statue, I assume that you had uh, several of the Marines that served with her there, too. Oh, yes. I had about a dozen of them. Uh uh, they came with their family members, and uh, some even brought some of their friends to be a part of it. And General Amos went over and shook the hand of all of them, and uh, it was just such a great day. And I, I remember they three, had to have tears, the Robin. They had to be I know, crying I'm, I'm, I'm when that. Crying again. It, was, it was crazy. I'm crying again yeah, too. it was. Oh my God, it was just crazy. You know, they had. Um, uh, I was there a couple of days early, you know, to get things set up, and three of the guys came in. Um, early because they wanted to kind of do some sightseeing and, you know, get situated and stuff. So I took them down to the monument to show them the monument, you know, a couple of days beforehand. And, oh, my gosh, my one friend, Johnny Newsom, his eyes, his face was so red. He was trying so hard not to show the tears when we turned this corner and he saw her standing there with in this beautiful uh, pose carrying her ammunition up, and these guys just couldn't keep it together. They all just cried these tears of joy, and you could see how proud they all were. All of the guys that were there were so proud to be there and to be a part of this wonderful piece of history. Well, I, I just appre- I'm sure they all appreciate your efforts too. You got me crying now. So, <laughs> I know. It's, you know what else I love about this story? We don't have a lot of stories that touch your heart like this about horses that don't end in complete disaster. And this has a really happy ending. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. And thank goodness, you know, like so many people said, am I going to cry? And I said, well, yeah, you, you will because it's, you know, (laughs) people, you know, it's war and you know, everything, but she does, she does survive the war. So I'll tell you that. Sergeant Reckless, it's sgtreckless.com. Sergeantreckless.com is where you can find it. If if you want to contribute and help out with the fundraiser, information's on there. If you want to buy the book, you can uh, find links to it on there as well. I'm so happy we, we had a chance to have you on. And thank you. Oh, I'm blessed. Thank, thank you, you again to Angela from Horse Girl TV. She's been friends of ours for since we ever since we started the Horse Radio Network. So Oh, she is awesome. 
Well, there. Now all of you visiting the World Equestrian Center will know a little bit more about that statue and the horse There is it. also one at the Kentucky Horse Park. Oh, is that where the other one is? Okay, I couldn't yeah. remember. All right, I don't think I've seen it there yet. Um, so uh, I wanted to ask you, Jocelyn Russell is the one who did the statue. Um, and what's she up to now? I know she she's working on a bunch of stuff, but... So, I mean, I, she, uh, the, the cool thing about Jocelyn is she's very warm and very welcome and very cool and does a lot of the, the foundry that turns all these statues. Because didn't she uh, do uh, like a giraffe recently or something? She did a giraffe. Yeah. She did some wolves. She's, she just does everything, this wildlife. And she, I mean, she goes, she's like for the giraffe, she went to Africa and like studied giraffe movement. I mean, she really is an artist. And so the, the, Foundry, the place that turns these monuments into the the metal, uh, is here in Norman, oddly enough. So that's how I became friends with her. As I heard Secretariat was being made, I wanted to see it. So I went and talked to her anyway. Now we hang out every time she comes through town. And this, she's doing a new Secretariat monument. So probably one of the most famous pictures of Secretariat is him, you know, crossing the finish line with Ronnie up. Uh, and then another famous one is when he was uh, at Stud at Claiborne Farms. There's a, a picture of him just in a full stretch gallop as an older breeding stallion. And he's wearing the halter that was actually made by Quill, Quill and Leather, which is a, a leather place in, in Lexington. Anyway, long story short, she's doing that picture. It's a very famous picture. And she made Secretary into that. Got a halter from Quillen, made, sent out clay to all the things that you do. Um, I'm, I wish I knew more about how all of it worked. Um, but it is going to be, the new one is going to be in Virginia. And uh, thanks to one of our listeners who told me, Eileen Miller, who sent this to me, but she said that it's going to be based at the end of Randolph-Macon's college campus near the train tracks. And um, I guess this is really close to where the Tweedies were from. Huh. And apparently it's going to come to that's, Norman to be turned that's into. Virginia or West Virginia, I can't remember. Virginia, Virginia. yeah. Yeah, okay. Huh, very cool. So pretty cool. And uh, your wife commented because somebody was like, your wife said, what is the connection between Randolph-Macon and Secretariat? And Celeste wrote, none of that I'm aware of, but the Tweedy family farm is just a few minutes down the road. And uh, More people will see it there than at the Tweedy yeah, family farm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. So yeah, th cool. that's the whole thing. Thanks for everybody for keeping me up to date with that because I was curious about it last time too. Jennifer's stepdad went to Randolph-Macon. Uh, and was on the board there till he died in his 90s. So uh, we know wow. a little bit about that place. Whether you're training or riding the local trails, there's a Wintech saddle for almost every horse and rider combination. The Wintech 2000 all-purpose saddle is for riders who want to do a bit of everything. From training to fun beach days with friends, you'll experience total luxury in the top-of-the-range Wintech saddle. Your horse will adore the super soft panels, which mold in and around their muscles for complete comfort. Sinking into the deep seat, your leg will find its natural groove, and your contact and communication will become effortless so you can focus on having fun. Fun. Explore the entire Wintech saddle range at Wintech-saddles.com. That's Wintech-saddles.com. Jennifer's over at the barn right now riding in her Wintech saddle. and you With can... that vet that you don't know about. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and you can enter to win a Wintech saddle. We're doing a giveaway right now all the way through this time next month. We'll be giving it away at Equine Affair, one of our live shows over there. So head on over right now to HorseRadioNetwork.com. Click on the Wintech banner 
Center, and it just enter to win. That's all you have to do is sign up to enter to win, and we have had hundreds and hundreds of people enter, but you too will have a chance to win your choice of any WinTech saddle. And I think it's time. We're Also, auditors, we are going to have a post-show today. Just We're going to be reflecting today in the post-show, but right now, I think it's time to do some really bad ads. Hey, pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right. It is time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the week when listeners submit ads from Craigslist or Facebook, and we just have a little bit of fun with them. They either record them themselves or just send it, and, and we, we have some fun with them. And normally, our prizes are provided by Horse Lovers. That's with a Z.com, home to over 120,000 products in the horse world. You can head over, over there today to check those out. And Eco Gold, and we will have what they are next week. We just gave last week's away, so I'm still waiting to hear about what uh, uh, the next batch are, but anybody that submitted today, you will be in the drawing for that, so don't worry about that. We have had a lot of people submit today, and uh, ones that uh, we will not get to because we don't have time are Hannah, Amy, Allie, Tony, and Faye. Well, Rachel sent the first one in, and this is, oh, Lord have mercy. This is a Facebook page called North Alabama Horses. <laughs> this is why this is yours. <laughs> <laughs> you got North and Alabama in there. You know what? It's Alabama Yankee right there. The best walking horse you can buy. Guaranteed on this boy. He don't suit you. I'll give you your money back written guarantee. By the way, guarantee is spelled different, but show quality and smooth gait, gentle as they get. Very well trained, two year old, but acts like an old broke horse. Here is a horse you can have forever. We can deliver it. By the way, all of that add up to the two year old part. I was expecting yeah. like a ten year old, yeah, <laughs> not no. a two year old. I mean, he don't suit you. I'll give your money back written guarantee. You know what that means? It means he's like, I wrote it down that I would give your money back and I'll give you that piece of paper back. <laughs> and it's cleverly written because when you were done, everybody thought it's a broke horse. But he doesn't say it's ever been written. He says, best walking horse you can buy, guaranteed, 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 show quality oh, wow. and smooth gait, gentle as they get. Very well trained, but he doesn't say what the training is or that he's ever ridden the horse. You know what, Glenn? If you want to find out how broke this two-year-old walking horse is, you just going to have to come out and see him or have me deliver him, okay? i got a written guarantee you won't love him. <laughs> Heather said the him. following one in. I don't know. Sunny side somewhere. It's very short. Horse for sale, $6,500. I have a horse frison, frison, one and a half old for sale. If interested, please call. You know what? I'm going to need a little more a for a $6,500 horse. Yeah, I think so, too. You really want to know more about the frizzin. And probably, yeah, spell the breed name right. <laughs> Fry for $6,500, is... you should know how to spell Frisian. Oh, saying. Lord have mercy, Danielle. Although, to be honest, I have to look Frisian up every time I spell it because I'm 
<laughs> I just wait for the blue squiggly line underneath it. To <laughs> and then third red. I still am not sure I ever get that right. <laughs> uh, odd. Um, all right, D- Danielle, this is just cruel, cruel what you've done here. <laughs> no. You know they did this just to get under your skin. Uh-huh. <laughs> Basset Hound registered sale trade, 1250 in Fairland. There's a picture here of two unbelievably just a hormone inducing. Isn't the one on the <laughs> right puppies look like yours? They both look like yeah, mine. Yeah, they do. Actually, <laughs> I need. I, I told Chad. I said, you know, Homer's too big now. We have to get another one because <laughs> we need to constantly have a little one. We'll keep them all. I mean, I aren't going anywhere, but I need another basset hound puppy because they just oh, so cute. So yes, this is a um a, an ovulation inducing photo of two basset hound puppies. Oh my God, their skin and ears. All right, <clears throat> here's the ad. He happy and healthy will be ready for a forever home in a couple of weeks with vet check. Wood trade, horses, saddles, <laughs> equine pads, broke ponies, but really for a Jersey cow for milking. Please text. <laughs> we'll take anything for these puppies. <laughs> I'll give you some horses and saddles and pads and Jersey cow. I don't know. Give me the puppies. <laughs> you could give them a new old horse. By the way, that's a very ex- expensive basset hound puppy. I was going to say, is twelve fifty normal? No, no, we didn't pay that. Chad wouldn't pay that for a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was high, but then these breeds now are crazy expensive. It's insane. Caitlin sent this one in. I don't know where it was. Pony saddle unfinished, twenty dollars. I bought it for a large stuffed house. You can call me. Pick it up in St. Charles. So she bought this unfinished pony saddle for a large stuffed house. I don't know what the, any of that means, I, but I will tell you that. Um, and by the way, this is not a complete saddle by no, any means. No, it's no, it's, it's unfinished. <laughs> um, so uh, I was, there was a um, Facebook marketplace yesterday. I'm looking for a table for the parakeets because they've been sitting on my kitchen table. There they are right there. So the parakeets oh, need. It's amazing a, how messy they get. <laughs> oh my God. Didn't know that. Yeah. There's just stuff being thrown everywhere. Seeds everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. So I was like, I need a table. They're sitting on my kitchen counter. That can't be healthy to have like birds in a cage sitting on your, where you eat. They're also so, very good for somehow they managed to shoot their poop out of the cage. I don't know how they do it. Haven't had that problem yet, knock on wood, okay. um, but I have had this, the seeds everywhere and I need to figure out a place for these birds. So I was like, I'm going to get them like a side table and with like a drawer in it so I can put all their stuff in it. And then it's like a little contained bird zone. Great. So I call, I, I, I find this lady has this table on Facebook marketplace and so I'm messaging her and I was like, all right, cool. We'll come by tomorrow at like 345. What's your phone number? And this ad made me think of it because it says, you can call me, you know, like, duh. I d- I'm like, Hey, give me your number so I can text you when I get there. I don't give out my phone number. <laughs> I'm what? So I have to like log into Facebook, <laughs> scroll through, find the message, and then send you a message that says I'm here. Yeah. Thanks for that. I was like, who sells things that you are making? And by the way, the table's gorgeous. She makes them. Like, she has a whole business of making. She has a business and won't give out her phone number. And won't give out her phone number. <laughs> I was like, I'm 
not here to prank call you. My son and I are coming to pick up. I don't want to sit and get lost and have to like pull over and find your message on Facebook. Then saying, oh my God, get a business phone. I don't care. Anyway, it was just really weird. Um, next dad. Uh, <laughs> this is a Bevel Limited 2 English Saddle. $500 in Blanchard. I'm also going to go off on the whole saddle thing here in a second as soon as I read you this. You found this one, right? Oh, I did, didn't yeah, I? Yeah. All right. I forget. I send Jennifer some of these. She probably thinks I'm, she probably sends me to spam. Um, Bevel LTD 16.5 seat, stamped 13 inch flaps, Steuben 46 inch leathers, and Royal Rider irons almost new. <laughs> I remember I sent it. When my niece wrote in it, she said it was sitting on butter. <laughs> she said it was sitting on butter, but I don't she like it. Just sell it. She said it was sitting on butter. Have you ever sat on butter? Yeah, it's kind no. of slippery. No, nobody sits. You don't sit on butter. It's Butter's like, grease, basically. I feel like you're missing some words, and I just thought yeah. it was funny. Um, but I will also tell you that yesterday... Uh, or two days ago, I've got a couple saddles for sale and one is a Devaku and one is a really kind of a unique type of saddle that I'm not familiar with, um, at all, but it's a friend's saddle and my friend moves. So I'm helping her sell it. So I have these two saddles for sale. So I put them on all the, all the market book and all the Facebook places where you sell things. And, um, I got this message. Hello, do you still have your 09 Devaku Makila dressage saddle 2000 available for sale? And I wrote, I do. Like, literally, I listed it 35 seconds ago. So probably, yeah, it's still available. Okay, good. What's the conditions and your firm price? Okay, whenever I heard that, I was like, okay, clearly, this is a scam. But as you guys know, I really like to entertain the scammer, to entertain myself and keep the scammers busy because then they're not scamming somebody else. I said, it's, it is great condition. It has been kept covered and cleaned regularly. I would love to get two, but I could take 19 since you probably have to ship it to wherever you are. All right. Will you be able to ship it to my address? Trust me. I'll make up with the payment, including you, the shipping fees. Okay. I'm willing to make payment before wait the minute, shipment. Wait a minute. Was that a sentence? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm willing. You Wait, you're willing to pay me before I ship it to you? Well, that's novel. Um, and then I'm like, you know what? I want to learn more about this. I want to learn more about this person. <laughs> what kind of horse do you have? Arabian. Okay, well, I'm going to need more Arabian still. What sport do you do? Barrel racing. Does it matters? Okay. So mind I've you, seen a lot of barrel racing. Arabians. This is a, this is a $2,000 Devaku dressage saddle. Okay? <laughs> that she's buying for barrel and racing. She's buying Arabian. for her barrel racing Arabian. <laughs> And uh, it's, does it matters? And so show jumping. <laughs> I said, can I see a picture? I love Arabians. <laughs> and by the way, this saddle is perfect for barrel racing. I'm not sure. She replies with, I'm not home at the moment. Oh, I bet. And I said, you don't have pictures of your horse on your phone. <laughs> She said, no, I don't. That's well, that's like, how you know. That's right there. how you know, people. If they don't have a picture of their horse in their phone, because all of us have 10 million pictures of horses in our phone. Um, at this, I'm at lunch with my husband, by the way, doing this. And he's like, that's enough. 
That's enough. And I was like, mm, you don't have any pictures of your horse in See, your that's where phone? he and I differ. I'm, I'm going, do more for the show, do more for the oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, she said, no, I don't. And I said, darn, darn it. Well, how would you like to pay for the saddle? You got PayPal? I said, I do. Where do you live? I'll get a shipping quote. Greenwood, Arkansas. I had to keep going. Oh my gosh, that's great. I have a friend passing right by there next week and she can bring it to you. <laughs> oh, she said, oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be glad. I said, great. I'll have her call you. What's a good phone number to get you at? <laughs> and then she gave me a phone number, which, really? which then Chad went and searched and it's like a, one of those burner phones and yeah. like 600 people didn't have it. Um, yeah. and, and I said, okay, you know what? I'll call you in a little bit to talk. Mm, I can't talk on the phone for now. <laughs> Bet you can. <laughs> I said, well, when can you talk? I'll let you know. Can you provide me with your cash app info so I can proceed with the payment now to secure the saddle? Oh, she, she said that. Yes. And so I'm curious, like if you give them your cash app info, like how does that work? I think what happens is they put the $2,000 in your account, you ship them your saddle and, and then, then they, they contest the charges. Yeah, right, right? right. 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 Okay. Um, can, uh, and, and can you provide me to secure the saddle? And I said, you know what? Let's chat first. I'm so excited for you to get this dressage saddle for your barrel racing Arabian. <laughs> and, um, and then you were ghosted. I was ghosted. <laughs> Going the scammers hate when you scam them. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, so then the other saddle, I started getting scams too. They just weren't as entertaining because I was kind of like edges at the end of lunch. And I was like, okay, well, I've already done this once today. I need a break. But the other person really sounded real, really sounded real. And the trick is I just need to talk to you on the phone. If you won't talk to me on the phone, I'm not going to do anything. So you guys, please be really careful when you're so, I mean, they seem so, the, the other one seems so real. It was creepy. Um, There's a, just, I can't remember the name and I wish I could. There's a YouTube channel. I don't know if you've ever seen this of a hacker in the United States. He's a real hacker. And he actually hacks into these Indian call centers that scam people. Oh, and, and I have seen He hacks that. into their video cameras. So he has video of the entire call center, and then he calls them back and puts them through the ringer. He uses their name oh, and their address. Where they live. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to, the police are going to come arrest you at your house and then gives the name. And in the video, you can see the person freaking out and then the manager coming over. And then they shut down the whole call center because they know they've been hacked. Yep. It's craziness. <laughs> yeah, please, you guys, unless somebody will speak to you on the phone and they sound like they, and they have pick. You know what? Here's your baseline. Send me a picture of your horse. <laughs> there you go. Baseline. And if they don't have one in their phone, don't do it. Or smart <laughs> enough to just get one off of Google. <laughs> yeah, but then they're at least giving you their phone number and you can search I, You it. know what? You would have not gotten a picture of an Arabian barrel racer. You would have gotten a picture of an Appaloosa uh, trail riding. Do you know why I wouldn't have gotten a difference. picture of an Arabian barrel racer? Because what? that's not a thing. <laughs> I'm sure there's one out there somewhere. There might be one. Not I mean, using a dressage saddle, though. No. <laughs> no, that person's going to message us and be like, I barrel yeah. my Arabian. That's probably true, but not in a dressage saddle. So, you know, whatever. All right. Let's next go on with one. Lorene. Lorene's going to entertain us. 
Good morning. It's Lorraine Barden. Hi, Lorraine. I'm going to read a really bad ad. And this is a Craigslist ad. And it reads, Ranch Reigning Horse AQHA $20,000. AQHA registered seven-year-old mare. Scammers don't apply. Do not text with email. You will be blocked immediately. And that's it. That's the ad for $20,000. They tell you nothing about this horse. So I don't know what they're trying to sell, but thanks for listening and have a great weekend. Bye. I was not expecting that. You always wonder if somebody that's that adamant about scammers are actually a scammer. You know, you know what? <laughs> I really want um, to start. I'm going to start writing my ads. Scammers, please. It's- yeah. Please apply. Please, 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 please send me a message. I really have a lot of fun, and you provide me with a lot of fodder for my podcast, so that'd be great. Hey, thank Lorraine, you, uh, can I just say thank you for sending the ad in? Because apparently yes. our other listeners have gotten lazy here. I know, right? And making us do all the work when we, in fact, like them to send the ads in and record them on their phone and send them to JenniferHorseRadioNetwork.com. Remember, so you we get, get to do less work. Double the entries if you record it. No. And triple the entries if you record it in a accent, and triple the That's entries if your child reads it. <laughs> yeah, the, an accent is not yours. Um, All right, so, Megan sent the next one in. Uh, I have four geldings available. Joe Quinn. No, Joaquin. Wa- oh, sorry. I have four geldings available. Joaquin and Winchester are three years old. Ap- Apache and Apollo will be to this spring. Let me just jump in here and say that it does not apply to just listeners that Glenn can't pronounce names right. It applies to horses too. Yeah, apparently. Carry on. Winchester is quarter times paint and all others are Belgian times paint. All have the same dad. Halter lead, but not much more. Was it what again? Joaquin, Joaquin had had time in the round ring. 2K each. I've tried to include all pertinent information to avoid DMs. Contact if interested. Locating in oh, located in Youngsville. I think that's Ohio. Now, the picture's interesting here because apparently from what I sort of gather from his ad, he has four horses for sale and they're all like quarter horse paint thing and Belgian paints. And there's this picture of these horses way far in the distance. And then she has written above them their names. So you can tell which is which, but they're so far in the distance you couldn't tell anything else. Well, actually, but, but what's funny is she has five horses. Oh, yeah. She blacked the one out. And she's blacked the one out. Like, you can't have this. <laughs> This one's in witness protection. I want to message her and be like, hi, I'm really interested in the one in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> the one that's like, Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, you can get those. Doesn't, I, I really don't, know don't feel more. like she included all pertinent information. No, either. I don't either. Like, I, I really don't either, to be honest. I don't know all how right. tall they are. One looks pretty short, like pony size, but who knows? No, they're a mess. Um, so Karen sent this one in. Mini horse slash pony, $250 near Worcester. Was wanting $300, asking $250. Name, lady. Age, five. Lady is not broke. She is kid-friendly, no biter kick. She has not had anyone on her back since June, and no. Kids on her back since March. She tossed both kids at a play day <laughs> and runs circles when I try and saddle her now. I can ride. 
her with no probs, but she will not let any of the kids. And I don't know any bigger kids that are still small enough to cowboy her out. (sighs) When we bought Lady last year, the litter, you could not catch her and she was not very nice. Husband got bored and trained her. Oh, God. Husband got bored and trained her to load in the back of the truck. She has rode back there with me helping her stand. Truck is a stock 88 Chevy. A friend had our trailer. Can deliver if not far and you pay for the gas. Note, I drive a one ton. You must see slash mess with first. What? Call. (laughs) You know what? I feel like after that one, we need some Irish. I need to pray. (laughs) May you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. Hey, I like that one. Make me want a Guinness. We'll have a Guinness in my fridge. Ooh, I know what I'm having for lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that was a bad ad. (laughs) That's a really bad ad. And by the way, uh, Worcester is in Ohio. Of course it is. Karen sent this one in. Um, Another Karen. Different Karen. A different Karen. Uh, Horse for free lease slash come pick them up in St. Augustine, right up the street. Oh, this is right down the street for me. You can go get. Not a show horse. This is a fun horse. (laughs) (laughs) We need to keep that quote. (laughs) We need to keep that. (laughs) We need a t shirt with that. Oh my God, we can sell a million. Not a show horse. This is a fun horse. Because I've got a list with Mother Trotter on it, Rage Farming, where horse fluencers, and now I've got, um, let's see, not a show horse. This is a fun horse. (laughs) I have a 12-year-old horse for free lease, meaning it's like a test run for you. Okay. If you decide, you give the horse back or keep it. It's completely up to you. Experienced horse owner and rider only. Fun and very fast. Also, make a great companion horse for others. Email for details. No, it won't. It's fun and very fast. It's going to be way ahead of the others. <laughs> so, I, I'm confused. Is I have a 12-year-old horse for free lease, and you can keep it or give it back. So, is it a free horse? I don't. I assumed that it was free, free. You, you free lease, you free buy. That's what okay. I assumed. And it's right up here. I'm sure there's nothing wrong with it other than it's fun and very fast. Um, and it's right in St. Augustine. I told Jennifer she should go get it. So. Well, I mean, the, She's an here's, experienced here's the next one. This is perfect. It puts together. Amy sent this one in. Wanted horse. For $150 in Dothan, Georgia. Well, that's close to St. Augustine. It's real close, Glenn. It ain't but four <laughs> or five hours away. And this person here says, I am looking for a free or cheap rideable horse that I can ride trails with and has to be well broke. Looking for a quarter horse type or paint that could be either gelding or mare around 10 to 15 years old. Thanks and have a blessed day. This is you know perfect. What? There you go. A I match mean, just when you don't think show. it's you don't think it's possible, something like this happens. <laughs> Somebody's actually giving away a perfect horse, and somebody actually is looking for a perfect horse for free. I mean, 
Now, Come if on. only we had both phone numbers, we could call and make a match right on the show. I'd be like, hi, my, <laughs> you don't know me, but I was reading your ad and there's somebody down the street from you that would be like, totally perfect. Here, her name is uh, Brittany and she's got a free, <laughs> that'd be so great. And then we call Brittany, Brittany. and be like. Hey, Brittany. Hi. I know you don't know me, but like, I know a horse that you can do. That's old school morning radio show stuff right there. Oh my God. Write that down. We got to do that. (laughs) Jennifer won't give us the phone numbers for some reason. She never puts the number in there. (laughs) Because she knows we would. And she, she, that kind of thing just irritates her to hell. Okay. How long have we been doing really bad ads? Uh, 12 years, probably. Okay. 12 years. Every Friday. We have been saying, for the people that post an ad that you know there's no one in the world who has answered it. I got, you know, my horse is crazy and he'll rear up and flip over backwards and he'll buck and kick and bite and all that. But you know what? I'm looking to trade him, even Stevens, for like a well-broke trail horse that my family can ride. And you know nobody has called them. I just need one number. I just want to call one person and find out if anybody, I've got to put this 12 years of science to the test. I will talk to, I'll let you email Jennifer about that. I got to live with her. She, she sends me the junk, Glenn. I'm done. You live with her. You're going to have to put your big girl panties on and go ask for the phone number. And on that note, uh, auditors, hang on. We'll have a potion. Spay, neuter, gelb. Time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense. So today in the post show, it's going to be a little more serious than most Friday post shows, I think. We just wanted to reflect on our week here on the Horses in the Morning. So on Monday, we started off with a surprise for you and you crying your eyeballs out on the air, which apparently has caused every listener that heard it to cry their eyeballs out on the air. Uh, it's it's a woman thing. You hear crying, you do crying. I Especially, I have to say a grown man cry, I cry too. I see women cry, I cry. It's just a thing. Like it's. I didn't now, mean to do that. I didn't want to do that. That was... You don't know what we're talking about. Go back to Monday's show and take a listen to Lindsay. Now, would you have cried had I told you Lindsay was coming? Coming on the show. No, of course not, because I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would have cried less. I think you still would have teared up, but I don't think you would have lost it. No, I, I I think I would have been totally fine. And like I told you after the show, <laughs> you have broken trust with me. I know. I'm never going to be trusted. Again. By the way, you've said that every time I've surprised you on the show over the last 12 years. Well, you- I don't trust you for <laughs> shit. <laughs> You got to admit, we got a my, lot of comments. My, it was good radio. It was. My mama used to say, I trust him about as far as I can throw him. That's same. <laughs> but it was all good. I've never surprised you with anything bad. You have you have wanted to. I have, but I haven't done that. About. I have held off on those. If you bring Mike Smith onto the show, I quit. <laughs> oh, no. No, I would never do that. Because <laughs> I, I don't but want the American. If you surprised <laughs> me with Tom Burlington, 
I'd be ready. Yeah, well, you know what? I tried. We can't get through either. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that dude. I just knew you were going to surprise me with him on my He's birthday. hanging out with Kaylee Kuko or something because I can't get either one of them. So that was one thing. And then Wednesday. Let's talk about Wednesday's show because I feel like the auditors deserve a little behind the scenes. So we had Alex on talking about Saddlebreds. And Alex is a good guy, and I, I knew he was a listener because I met him, and he, he knows the show. He knows us. So coming on the show, I knew he, he knew what he was going to get, right? Um, and he really wanted to talk about saddlebreds and sport horses. So for those of you that heard Wednesday's show, you'll know that we, we threw the question at him about the show horses and, and the quote-unquote abuse. That- Saddle- Breds is a triggering yes. kind of breed because what a lot of people and Tennessee think Walkers of, those those two right there oh those yeah. are those are yeah in their own category I mean if it can be but the 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 saddlebreds like you think of those big shoes and the knees up by their ears and all that stuff and and all the things so yeah it, it can be triggering and Glenn well, wanted and- to bring them on and I said this is my experience with them I do have. Positive experience as well, but I, I, I'm i like, I, everybody would be pissed at me if I don't bring it well, up. Well, and we talked about that before the show. You and I talked about it, and we did not tell him. You know, I guess he, he knew it had to come up. Um, but we didn't tell him, and we talked about it, and we decided, yeah, we got to go there because we knew that you as the listener would be upset with us if we didn't. Yeah, we can't just be like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Okay, yeah. great. Bye. And, but we also knew that as sport horses, when you you know you get out of the the, the ring, as sport horses, they're terrific. And know? kids horses and, and trail, trail horses, horses and yeah, dressage horses. I can do amazing dressage. So I even had the thought: Do we have them on at all because of that? And we're doing breed highlights this year. We're doing a lot of them. We're doing another one next week with Pasifinos of all things, because you know what? They're a breed, and down here there's a million of them, right? So do, let's try and understand this whole thing a little better. And we believe, and we talked about this before the show today, there are abuse in every sport. Every discipline has abuse. Every discipline has different levels of abuse, right? Um, I mean, look at the scandals around dressage a couple of years ago. So, you know, it. We, we also realize there's good and bad in every sport. And, you know, our job is to, you know, acknowledge the bad, but highlight the good. And also celebrate those that are policing themselves. Are trying like, to I do feel better. like yeah. dressage is trying to do better. Eventing has come a like leaps and bounds ahead of where they were even when I started oh, eventing. Oh, yeah, definitely when I watched the first events with Jennifer 30 years ago, you know. It's Oh, I'm sorry. Are you going too fast? You're done. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you is your horse not able to go that fast? You're done. Oh, you're I'm beating sorry. Did your you, horse around the <laughs> Did you hurt your hit hit your horse with a whip like too hard, we think? Like a hundred times. <laughs> or whatever. I mean it doesn't even have to be that dramatic. I got in trouble for aggressive riding in the warm up one time. And I, I didn't feel like I was doing anything, you know, so, but like you'll get called out on anything. And, and they've self-policed that. And, and, you know, from anyway, we wanted to let you guys good know and bad and everything. that we did talk about it. It was something that we actually discussed. And Alex, by the way, handled it beautifully. <laughs> I mean, he handled it considering we didn't warn him. Uh, and he's a listener, you know, and he handled it well. Well, he got good feedback, even from the people in the association about the interview. So for those who don't remember, he said something about like, you know, 
you got to communicate. And, and he said something very, very frighteningly similar to something Monty said, because I, I had to ask Monty one time. I said, I, I just have a question because I was going through some struggles with seeing things, knowing what I now know. And I said to him, I said, how do you watch all of this going on in the world when you know a better way? I mean, isn't his wife a rainer? Yeah. And they have their own set of issues. I mean, you know, just she well, she's a she does all of it. You know, she's yeah. just raining, right? She but does still, the whole I mean, all of it, working Calhoun stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's terrible in everything. And I said to him, How do you watch what's going on in the world and see things going on when you know what you know? And how do you because I, I was having a hard time compartmentalizing some of those things. And Monty's answer to me was he goes, Well, can't hit everybody over the head with a hammer. <laughs> and and Alex's answer was so he, similar he, to that. He said that actually. Yeah, basically <laughs> almost the exact same thing. And I was like, okay, you know what? You're right. You can't punch everybody in the head, but you can do as what you can do. You know, like you don't rescue one dog. You, you know, you you don't by rescuing a dog, you don't save all the dogs. You but you give that yeah, you one don't a good stop life. dog fighting by rescuing a dog. I mean, but but you make a yeah. difference in the world of that one yeah. dog. And so that's a kind of like thing that I've tried to take is like I'm going to make the life of this individual better and then move that forward and and hopefully the bubble continues to grow. You know, kind of thing. And that's kind of what he was getting at. And I think he did an awesome job handling it. And I think well, he's gotten end, a lot of good response, even from his community. He got good response, which he was worried about. You know, and tell he, me about that. Well, he 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 said that board members reached out to him from the association and told him that he, they thought he handled it very well. And he said it's been the most. He's had more interaction on the association Facebook page with this post about our episode than anything they've done this year. So I just. What he did by coming on the show and by us being brave enough to ask the question, what, dumb enough. or dumb enough, <laughs> what he did was start the conversation. He said that needed to get started, right? Mm -hmm. But he started it. So good for him. I give him credit. You know, I, I, you know, it's tough, you know, and when you're the good guy in a sport that has some bad, bad guys, right? Women, men, I don't care. Guys use generally, um, it's tough to be the good guy sometimes. And the good guy is always the one that takes the crap. And so for him to get up and do that, good for him. And yeah. then how many listeners do we hear from? Probably two dozen listeners who've had wonderful saddlebreds over the years. So, you know, look at me. I have hackney ponies. The first hackney pony I bought was the Ohio Roaster Champion. And that 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 poor pony would plaster himself against the back wall of the stall if anybody walked near the door of the stall. For six months, he did that. So, you know, I, I get it. I mean, I've owned these ponies, yet here I am talking about how wonderful they turn out to be. You know, and look at mine. He never, Scooter never, he was a neglected child. You know, he was, he almost died from neglect, but he, he never showed. He didn't have a chance to get that part. Uh, mm -hmm. But the first one I had did. I mean, the first one I had, you know, driving him was like driving a Ferrari. We had to get over that. Jennifer wouldn't even go in the cart with me. I wouldn't either. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Kind of, but... If I knew what I know now, then never I wouldn't go in the cart <laughs> Do you know what's funny? Just talking about driving horses, and I don't know that, uh, if if a lot of you have experience in this, but this Jack, the the new old horse that I bought, was a Amish 
buggy horse turns out. And then he was sold to be a part of a carriage company in Texas. And what I didn't know, and, and I, again, I still would have bought him, but it is provided an extra challenge is he is blind in his left oh, eye. That's right. Yeah. Nobody knew that when April and didn't notice blind it. And right, right? Or we don't know Let's that. just cover the one thing okay. at a time here. <laughs> Let's go with the left eye. But it's very challenging to have a horse that's blind in one eye. And then walking a sighted horse up to a trailer, it can be challenging for them loading. So I, I have to load him yesterday, and I've got one horse in the front, and I've got to load him in the back. And I loaded the one horse in the front because it just it, that one's a little more insecure and hasn't traveled as much. So I put the one horse in the front and the, the other one, the, the back, they have to kind of walk in by themselves or I can kind of get stuck in there. It's kind of annoying. So I was like, all right, I walk him up to the back of the trailer. And I'm like, hey, please, you know, let's let's do this. And he just kind of stands there I'm like crap. He is too big for me to jump in there first and like all the things. Oh, wait, somebody told me what to do. Load him up. That damn horse walked right in that trailer. They do that. that I guarantee. Load up. I've seen the Amish load horses. They just give them a command and they walk right on. Oh, my God. It was amazing. <laughs> Chad was with me and he's like, that was cool. Because <laughs> they're all voice command. <laughs> load up. That's what I say to my dog. I'm like, and I'm like, load up. And he's like, oh, well, okay. Now you, now I'll do it. You know, with my one eye, <laughs> I jump into your trailer by myself with no rope on. And then like, but if anybody could, I wanted to reach out to the community of you who know this. What's the cue to get out? Get the fuck out. Back up. <laughs> I don't think that's the Amish Jesus, uh, term. Get out. No, I mean, because then I take the butt bar down and he just stands there. So I had to like, walk around to the trailer. All right. If anybody go, knows the Amish cue for getting out of the trailer, let yeah, us know. help me out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can get him in. I just can't get him out. And so I had to like climb under the thing, like the partition and like go and push him out. And once I got in there, he was like, Okay, so get out. Why didn't you tell me? But I don't know. I don't know the words. And then <laughs> so, they might be in Dutch, and then you're screwed. So I know, right? I'm in trouble. So if anybody can tell me the word to get out, I got the get in part. We just don't have to get out. My first driving pony was off at ninety dollar auction, New Holland auction, and was an Amish kids pony, and actually raced in the county circuit too as a pony in the county circuit and was trained it was broke to death because it was a little kid's pony uh and i didn't know how to back it up we could not figure out how to back that pony up it would not back up and then finally we had an amishman that lived down the road and i said how do you guys back up their horses and he said oh you just say back and you tap them on the butt with your whip you just tap them real quick in rapid succession you say back and tap them on the butt and real well maybe that's and he backed right up. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe it's just back. I tried that. I oh. tried. I was like, back, back, back. Right, if nothing. we have any Amish listeners, please let us know how how you get the horse out of the trailer. I mean, but maybe what you just said, I just have to tap him on the butt and say back, back, back. I was thinking, I'm like, do I need to get like a sound effect of the truck going beep, beep, <laughs> beep? <laughs> Tell me something. <laughs> All right. If anybody knows that, I know there's a lot of Ohio listeners that live near the Amish. So let us know how we get that horse out of, how we get old Jack out of the trailer. Bless his heart. <laughs> you have to say old Jack bless his heart. <laughs> anyway, you know, I had a, to, I'm going to wrap this post show up with this. 
Um, I had a tough week dealing with just business crap. It's just business crap. You know, crap happens when you own a business. Things sometimes don't work and you have to fix them. And that's all I've been doing all week. don't get paid. Yeah, yeah, things like that. So I, you know, and I just been dealing with business crap all week that broke, broken stuff. And it's just normal, but it's agitating and it's irritating and it just takes a lot of time. So that's all I was dealing with all week. Yet the response we got from our shows this week, from you guys, make it all worthwhile, right? I mean, you know, there are podcasters that beg. I saw a post yesterday on Facebook. How do I get my listeners to interact with us? That's one thing we don't have to worry about with this show. So thank you for that. Thank you for being part of our family and being part of us and just commenting on, on the things we talk about. Because it do- it does make our day. And I get texts from listeners who have given out my phone number so many days. Unlike the table selling lady, I give out my number all the time. <laughs> and I do. I love getting texts. Yes. Now, side note, when you send me a text about a show, I'm going to need a little more reference because I don't remember yeah, any of it. Literally, when the show is done, in two minutes, she'll have forgotten what we've talked about today. I walked downstairs. How'd the show go? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Jennifer asked me the same thing. I was like, oh, it's good. <laughs> yeah, I was good. I, I or I'll say, like oh, I don't think it was our best show ever. And then you guys all are like, oh, that was a great episode. <laughs> when Jamie and I think it sucks, you guys love it for some reason. I don't know why that is. But thank you for listening and, and thank you for commenting and being part of our family. Love okay, you boys and girls. Have a great weekend. We're done here. Now go ride your horse.